One more time. One more time. Last more time. time. Uh, okay, Fifth last time. time's a charm. Okay, here we go. Okay. Hello and welcome to another episode of NCC Audio, a podcast where we talk about all things audio, from careers to gear and sometimes your ears. Check out the previous podcast. And I am your host, Nicholas Carlton Chamberlain, hence the NCC Audio. And today we're going to be discussing audio and video, and I have a very fantastic guest to <laughs> talk with me about <laughs> the audio to video. Surprise, it's Surprise. me again. <laughs> You'll never guess who. It's Mr. Brandon Manderson. Hey, Brandon. Hey, Nick. How are you? I'm well, doing great. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of NCC Audio. I'm happy to be here. I'm glad that you took me away from my desk and that you we aren't looking at draft <laughs> pictures anymore. It's been a long and arduous day at work today. And it's we, only noon. It's only noon 20. Oh, noon 20. And today, Brandon, I want to talk about audio for video. Whoa. And how it works and where it comes from and how I got into it, how you got into it. And I really just want to talk about our experience. For audio to video. Exactly. Ooh, okay. And so, for me, it was about a year ago, I met Brandon, and mm -hmm. he does a lot of video work, and I was looking into doing some audio work for video, because I actually have not done it before. I did it in school, we did a couple projects, but I wanted to do it in real life. Mm -hmm. And so, Brandon invited me to join the 48-hour uh, group here in San Diego. Mm -hmm. So, Brandon, what's this 48-hour thing? Oh, the 48-hour film project is where you have one weekend, there's like over 70 or 80 teams or something like that, mm -hmm. and then you they give you a genre, they give you two genres, they mm -hmm. give you a prop, they give you a line of dialogue, and they give you a character, mm -hmm. and you have to take all of those, and you have to come back with a finished film in 48 hours, or you lose. Or you lose. Um, oh my gosh. It was super intense. And it was so, pretty intense, but it was also yeah, pretty chill. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. I did enjoy it. And so our prop we had to use was a cardboard box. Cardboard box. The line we had to use was... That's yeah, outside my comfort zone. That's outside my comfort zone. And I used that frequently between the members <laughs> <laughs> who worked on that. <laughs> and it's such a cheesy line that like, <laughs> like it's just fun to say. And so what was our topic we had to do? Uh, our topics, with the, the two genres that we got yeah, were... Sports, sports and drama. So we had to take sports and drama and put it together and to create a film in 48 hours. And it had to be at least six minutes long or five It was minutes? like four four minutes to 10 minutes. Okay, had yeah. Somewhere in between. And ours was about six minutes and 30 seconds. Yeah, just about with credits and stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So this project was the first project that I had to record audio for. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I've seen photos of it, but I haven't been involved in a team like that before mm -hmm. of doing sound, location, mixing, recording. So, yeah, Brandon's friend, Arturo. I always say <laughs> Arturo instead Arturo. of Arturo. Arturo. Okay. Well, Arturo <laughs> a is, Arturo. is not right. <laughs> but Arturo is Arturo. right. <laughs> uh, luckily for us, he was able to provide the shotgun mic and all the equipment necessary, mm -hmm. the recording device. Yeah, he had, uh, I guess if you want to talk about gear for audio stuff, yeah. he, had the, uh, he had the Rode NTG4 Plus, which yeah. is a solid microphone. Mm -hmm. And then he had the uh, Zoom H4 mm -hmm. um, recording, so it allows you to plug in four XLRs. Yeah. Um, 
So that's or cool. More. Or more. So that's like up to four or more different audio sources, like different types of microphones that you can mm-hmm. plug into one little like handheld system. Yeah. It kind of looks like a like an old Game Boy. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. And that's a great device to start out with mm-hmm. that I'm starting to learn. And so I a daughter gave me all this equipment and I put it together and then Brandon was like, okay, Nick, capture the sound that we need. And I didn't even have a boom pole or anything. It was just kind of like this handheld shotgun. Yeah, you had the pistol thing, grip. The pistol grip. Mm-hmm. And then it was like a wide shot. And he's like, okay, now capture all the sound. I was like, well, how do I get close enough to capture the sound? Listen, man, we were all starting out. We're all starting <laughs> out. And this was just like a great learning tool for all of us. And so, you know, we went through that outside scene. And then we went into indoors. And I don't know. Where do we want to go with this? Well, Pretty okay, much the, so, the main focus is get the microphone as close to your subject as possible is what we learned. Yeah. So especially if there's dialogue, get the microphone as close as you can to the mouth mm-hmm. without it being seen. Yep. And as a video person, as like the director of this, this was kind of like the second film I had ever directed. So this taught me that take those extra steps and if you want the dialogue in there make sure you get from both sides so like set up Mm -hmm. two different shots so if you want one person to say something and you want something somebody else to say something else make sure you're getting both shots so you get like you get like the medium shot of Mm -hmm. one person and then the uh like received dialogue from the other person is another separate shot and then you can also have the wide master shot as well but putting those three elements together is going to allow like a much easier workflow in post with mm-hmm. audio and video, and it'll be a little more dynamic with the cuts. So mm-hmm. uh, that was just something that we had learned from that. Yep, and we will continue to grow after every project mm-hmm. that we do. And we've since the forty-eight hour um, film uh, project, mm-hmm. we've done about ten projects since then, or yeah. more. So go to nccaudio.com or okcool.net mm-hmm. to check out the projects. So that was my first experience of doing audio for video and being the boom the boom guy. So mm-hmm. I played all the roles then. And so Brandon, you told me you have, you know, a kind of a funny video of uh, being the boom operator for the first time. Yeah, when I was 18, I was a senior in high school and I was helping out for my friend Arturo, mm-hmm. Arturo, Arturo, <laughs> Arturo, um, for he used to have a production company down here in San Diego mm-hmm. uh, that he worked with, um, with all of him and his friends. And one day he asked me if I could come help out with a short film mm-hmm. um, and kind of just shoot like behind the scenes stuff for him. So I was like, yeah, absolutely. I was really excited to do it. They had a really cool studio. Uh, they hired in this actor. And so they had like everybody on their team kind of doing different things. And it was, it was really, really cool dynamic. And that was part of the reason I fell in love with like filmmaking, um, was that night. But, uh, afterwards the actor was like, Oh, well I have to shoot like an actor reel. Like I need to like shoot an audition tape. Can you guys help me with that? Like just real quick. So he's doing, he's performing like a Shakespeare monologue. Mm -hmm. Um, and they're like, oh, Brandon, do you want to boom this? And I was like, <laughs> okay, sure. And I have this like photo from that day that Arturo took of me like holding the boom mic. But like the whole time, like, I'd never done it before. And my shoulders were like, I thought I was like a pretty strong kid too. <laughs> and like my shoulders were just like shaking and like wiggling around. You could hear the boom pull like the entire time. I like hit the guy in the face <laughs> with it. It was in every shot. <laughs> And like since then I thought that was like hilarious. Oh my and like gosh. it was so I was so bad at it. Um but you I didn't re- know any yeah. of the, I didn't know any of the techniques for it, but like now it's like a funny funny yeah. thing. Yeah. I think you really everyone takes booming for granted. Mm-hmm. Like 
it looks, I don't know, from an outside perspective, it looked kind of silly. I was like, what are they even doing? But then when you actually have to do it, it's hard and challenging, and you just got to go for it. You just got to go for just it. Just go yeah. for it and make it happen. They'll let you know great. if the boom's in the shot. It's yeah. not your fault. Like, you're trying to get as close as yeah. possible. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. So, you know, everyone's quiet on set. I remember this. And you're action, Nick, uh, microphone's in the shot. But then, like, as the sound guy, you're like, ah, okay. So, you know, everyone has to start over. Mm-hmm. So then I learned, I would, I would ask you first, uh, how close can I get? So I get as close as I can, and mm-hmm. then you say, okay, I can see it. And then I just pull back a little bit. And then that was a very helpful technique for me to work with. Yeah, and I think it's a good I think Why it's a good it? dynamic for like the director or uh the DP, like the cinematographer, mm-hmm. um, to have a good relationship with your audio person because mm-hmm. that way like you can you can be that like you can you can have that relationship where you can say like before the shot, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, am I in frame or am mm-hmm. I not? Where it's like if the first time you guys are working together and you don't really yeah. know each other, you don't really want to step on toes or anything like that but i guess you shouldn't be like me and be afraid of everyone so um yeah yeah that's me too i'm like afraid of everyone as well that's why we work so well we're like super introverts and like i just i struggle communicating with others but then if the person has like you know an upbeat attitude or they're very welcoming Mm -hmm. i'm able to interact with them like very easily yeah and so you know this podcast or slogan that we're doing it's extremely outside my comfort zone. I'm not sure about you, Brandon. That's outside my comfort it's outside zone. My comfort no, I think zone, it's you fine. You said introverts. You might be an I'm an extrovert. But... You are an, a very introverted extrovert then. Yeah, that's well, true. you're a very unique human being. I don't know. What just my... in general. Thanks, man. Yeah. That's what I, I don't know. know. That's compliment or if that's... It's uh... very complimentary. <laughs> and so just talking about more, you know, audio to video we were talking about booming and shotgun mics, and so now I want to talk about another technique that mm-hmm. you can use to record sounds on a set, and that is using a lavalier. Lavalier mics. Lavalier mics, and those are great, usually. Mm-hmm. But Let's they, explain what a lavalier mic is first. So a lavalier mic is a small microphone that you can clip or tape to anywhere you need, usually on the person to get the dialogue mm-hmm. so as clear as possible, and you have to usually sometimes work with the Your the, wardrobe, the department. wardrobe department mm-hmm. you have to work with them to understand where would be an appropriate place to place the lavalier mic mm-hmm. to get the best sounding quality while and being hidden while like, being hidden mm-hmm. yeah it's very difficult and that sounds the best because a lot of times when you cover a microphone you lose lots of frequencies and it doesn't the dialogue will not sound as natural as mm-hmm. it would which a lot of people prefer to use boom mics because it's very natural sounding. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you can't use boom mics, so you have to use a lavalier. Yeah. So, Brandon, can you tell us, like, your experience of <laughs> micing people up using a lavalier? Micing people up using a lavalier. <laughs> What's it like? It's, like, super awkward because you always have to ask permission before you lob somebody up. Um, so you have to be, like, you have to go up to them and say, Hello, i am got this microphone. <laughs> could I please put it on, on you, you or could you put it down your shirt for me? And I'm, please don't think I'm weird. That's pretty much like the whole process behind it. It's oh, like, it's like try to make them feel comfortable. But like my approach to it is always just get really awkward. <laughs> oh, I don't know. That's, I don't that's, know what to do with this. So oh, I need you my. to put it on and listen to me. But also I'm not trying to be creepy. <laughs> 
So I've only had to do that for a few times. Mm-hmm. Every time we had um, talks here at work, I have to go up. I'm like, hey, can you mic yourself up? Yeah. But we don't really try to hide the mics. So that's something I'm going to need to be working on in the near future if we, mm-hmm. once we do more projects. Yeah. And so after we capture all the dialogue, oh, when you're capturing dialogue, right? Mm-hmm. You also got to get room tone, you guys. Oh, man. How many room times tone. do I forget about room tone? We always forget about tone. room tone. So after, you know, everyone's done their, you know, their scenes and we captured all the dialogue that we needed, make sure you get room tone. Mm-hmm. So tell everyone to please be quiet for about a minute to two minutes and everyone just sits there in peace and you just record that room tone. Hey, Rena, let's hear some room tone. That is Gosh, that was great room tone. Room tone, and so is that going to be enough room tone for you? Do you need a little more? Room I tone? will need more, but for okay. the listeners, that will be enough. Okay. And so after you gather all the the dialogue, the room tone, you might then need to capture some sound effects. Ooh, okay. live sound effects, live or sound. yeah, like do you want to go and during the post production, do you want your real live sound effects, or you just want to buy some sound effects and use them in there? Either way can work, and Either there's no shame in, in there's no shame in using our, like purchase sound effects because yeah. like it's gonna help uh, it's gonna help your story, you know. Yeah. Um, and at least like in every single movie, there's like that whole uh, there's like those like what twelve sound effects that are, like you can find like one oh. of those twelve yeah. sound effects in like every single movie ever made. <laughs> That's true. And like it's one of them fun. is like that <laughs> from Alpine Star Wars, or like the, something. Yeah. The scream. Or there's like a baby giggle or something <laughs> weird. I don't know. It's just like it's fun to p- put those in there. Yeah. Or the eagle flying over in like a western. The classic western. The classic yeah. western. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. So there's nothing wrong with with doing yeah. that. But Nick, what do you call recording sound effects live on set? It is called wild takes. Wild takes. There you go. Nice. Wild Thanks. Sound. Wild, wild something. So I learned something. What. Wild Walla. Wild Walla. Wild Walla is when you get an organic room tone of people talking and chattering. So let's just say you're in a restaurant, you hear people talking, just record that. And then you got some Wild Walla. Exactly. And you can use that for scenes that you need people talking in the background. Wow. That sounds great. So we talked about capturing sound. Mm Mm-hmm. And then what's what do you do after you capture sound? Ooh, what do you do with what do you do with audio? All so, that sound. All of that sound, sound that's so recorded. As I don't think you've had to do this yet. I haven't, no. But I have to because like I edit all of my own things. Look, we're mm-hmm. a low budget people here. It's like me, <laughs> Nick, and the, like a few other people that work on these projects together. Yeah. Um so I right now I'm still in the process of like editing everything, which mm-hmm. is fun, and I do enjoy editing it. And I couldn't see anybody else editing anything because I'm I don't know I guess I'm a, a, a jerk like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, you have to label all the audio, right, or something like that. Yeah, I got to go through and listen to all the audio and label <laughs> it, like takes. listen for the slate. So like scene five Z take forty five. Mm-hmm. And you um, label each one. And I label each and every one. Oh my goodness. So I've kind of lucked out with these projects because Brandon he'll pick all the clips that he wants and he syncs the audio to it that he wants. And then afterwards he sends me, you know, the different audio takes and then I will go through and I will pick the best ones and then I will edit it and make it sound, you know, perfect from scene to scene mm-hmm. so it's just like kind of flawless that you can't tell different mics were used or different 
you know, just everything just sounds smooth and seamless from scene to scene. So that's what my working goal has been in the post-production aspect of editing audio. Yeah, Nick's done a good job with it. Even if I don't record room tone, Nick will find some room tone in there Mm -hmm. for me. I will find Um, it. And And he will make make it into one big room tone and tone that room. Yeah. Um, but yeah, now there's like, well, it's been around forever, I guess, but there's like, there's software and stuff to, mm-hmm. that I need to get for, um, uh, syncing your audio and video. Oh, yeah, yeah, so like Pluralize by Red Giant, me and Zach, our intern over here who's watching us right now. Listen. Uh, we always talk about oh getting Pluralize here, which would be sweet. That would be sweet. Um, and then there's like other syncing tools in, in, uh, mm-hmm. the platforms in your, um, editing suites. But yeah, so there's, That's there's cool. ways to... To make your process smoother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk about another fun aspect of post-production audio. Mm-hmm. And that is, you know, you either grab your recorded um, sound effects, you pull sound effects from a sound effects library, or you make your own sound effects, live sound effects, as a Foley artist, which is super fun. Yeah, that so, looks super fun. Yeah. So I remember one time I was working on this project and we needed to get um, some chainmail sound, Ooh. you know, like on a like an old night, an old night. Yeah. So how did we come up with that? We had, <laughs> we took this girl's purse and just filled it with a lot of like metallic things, and started shaking it. And I don't know, it kind of turned out kind of cool. That sounds awesome. I don't know. So you have to be very creative as a foley artist, but also. I saw a video. They literally just used the same things as you see in yeah, the video. They do. <laughs> so you see someone like cutting paper. They take they're, paper and cut it. They're cutting so, it. Or they're fun. like riding a horse and all of a sudden they're like riding a horse in their garage. Like, like where do you get that horse from? I needed it for my foley work. I needed it for my foley work. So that's just like the best way to do it. So now you have um, in post-production for audio, you have your dialogue your sound effects, and then you got to go through and pick your music. Mm-hmm. And so to get your music, you can either hire a professional composer to... Shout out Scott Stevens. Scott Stevens, who did a great job here at Catholic Answers for composing the new Catholic Answers Live theme show Ooh, music. And also, cool. we've Nick and I have worked oh, with him on a few other projects. For, you know, doing the work for us for the 48 Hour of mm-hmm. Film Festival project. Yeah. And so then we're talking about the... Um, you have those three elements in the recording, right? And so you now you need to put those together. And who will do that? The good old sound mixer and or the mixing engineer for the video project, which I love doing also. So it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And so I'm still learning how to do that correctly. But, you know, you got to start somewhere, you guys. We're all learning it. We're, we're all, all starting it. somewhere and we're all trying to create the best product possible because we enjoy it and we love it and we think. It's just super fun. Yeah, it is super fun. So, I mean, just so talking about audio to video, we talked about the different roles for an audio engineer. We talked about the boom operator, mm-hmm. the the sound mixer, mm-hmm. the people, like the person capturing the sound on the set mm-hmm. of all the different, you know, th- sounds you need to capture. And then you have your re-recording mixer. I have to look into more detail on that. I just saw the title, but I'm assuming those are people who do the you know the ADR and mm. recording anything else that needs to be recorded for the video can you explain what ADR what is ADR automatic dialogue replacement what is that what it is yeah so let's say we actually need to do this on one of our projects you just oh we do need to do it yeah, yeah. It's we, my fault. 
So when you're trying to capture the dialogue, it turns out the audio that you recorded is just unusable or you forgot to hit record, something terrible happens. Mm -hmm. So in post-production, you need to bring the artist back in to the, the studio, the talent back mm -hmm. into the studio, and then they will watch the scene and they will try to mimic exactly what they said. And so we have to line it up to their lips and to make it sound like it was said right there on the scene at that time mm -hmm. and not in a recording studio weeks after or yeah. years or months after. Fun fact, this is like the like one of the primary ways they get audio for people in Hollywood. Yeah, I think most people, they, they just, do so much ADR. Yeah, a lot of ADR. Mm -hmm. And so the more I work on audio to video projects, I really notice when it's ADR'd. Yeah. And when it's bad, and you're like, oh, dang, that... <laughs> it sounds like they're talking in a small bathroom, but they are outside on the beach. Yeah. It just does not work well. And so I'm trying to figure out how to always make it work well. Yeah. Right? And then you have your sound effects editor. We mm -hmm. talked about that. Your Foley artist and your mixing engineer who will put the music and the side, uh, sound effects and dialogue all together. And then you'll create a mix down of that. And then just to make sure you have all the correct levels and it sounds good on all the platforms that you need for it to go on. Because when you're mixing, it's gonna you're going to need to mix it differently if it's going to be on the internet, YouTube, or in a theater. And then you have a lot of different mixes to that also, which I will be learning and talking about more and more in the subsequent podcasts that we will be producing. Yeah, yeah. Nice. So I'm excited. That's uh, This gets me really excited to keep making stuff. We got to make more stuff, Brandon. I know. And all the stuff that we have in the can, we need to finish it we and do. release it to the world. Yeah, the world needs to see what we've made. We made like a lot of really good little mm -hmm. films that had, nobody has seen. No one has seen. So stay tuned for that. And you know how you can stay tuned? How? You should follow us on social media. And to do that... Go ahead and, you know, on Instagram, NCC Audio. On Facebook, NCC Audio. On Twitter, NCC Audio. Are you telling me you got NCC Audio, Audio. for every social media platform? I basically did. So at NCC Audio, guys, follow me. Message me. You know, let's collaborate. Let's work together. Tell me everything that I need to learn and where I messed up and like, hey, Nick, you said that. That's incorrect, but it's okay. I'm learning. Mm -hmm. I'm still learning. That's the beautiful part about this That's is that we're, we're just learning, learning about it. Mm -hmm. All right. And go to nccaudio.com to learn more all right. <laughs> about all, everything. All right. Take care. Thanks, Brandon. All right. Bye, everybody. Love you. See you later. Night, night. Okay. Love you too. Bye. Bye. Bye.